1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Press On Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and, of course, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back. How are you? It's May, whether you can believe that or not. I don't know where this year's going, but it's certainly flying by. We are so glad that you're here with us for episode 304 of the Press Own podcast. And we are also very happy to welcome Patrick Williams back to the show. He's back in the studio with me for an extended AHL hot stove again this week. Patrick, welcome back.
0: I'm um, very happy to be welcome back. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for, for having me.
1: Well, we uh, we like to take advantage of of getting every last bit of insight out of you that we can, and our listeners love to hear from you, and so we appreciate having you here. Um, we're going to talk about a few things today, and in, in the first segment, uh, Patrick and I are going to kind of take a look at what's going on in the Calder Cup playoffs in terms of the division semifinal matchups. These are best of five series that are going on. And believe it or not, there's a couple of top ta- top teams who are on the brink of elimination. There's a couple of underdogs who have suddenly come out really strong and shown up out of nowhere. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then after we take a quick break from our sponsors for this week, uh, when we come back in the second segment, we're going to talk about um, some goaltending development that has happened in the ahl for one particular organization that's kind of really paying off right now and starting to shape up to be uh you know a, a next up-and-coming young goaltending depth chart uh in, in in at the nhl and ahl level so we're going to talk about the new jersey devils organization and the utica comets akira schmidt and nico dawes uh coming up in the second segment um but first patrick boy um you know, first of all, Syracuse and Rochester have been playing their division, the North Division semifinal game for about three months, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have, for for whatever reason, uh, they started that best of five series at the same time that the best of three play-in rounds started. So they've been playing this five-game series since April 21st. Uh, and luckily for them, they have pushed it to a game five. It's tied two to two. And uh, they won't play Game Five until this Saturday. They've got a full week off from from last weekend when Rochester shut out Syracuse four to nothing to tie the series. Um, boy, um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm surprised that this series has gone to five games. I think it, I am surprised at how long it's taken them to play it.
0: It's a best of five series with not one but two six day breaks.
1: <laughs> that is bizarre. <clears throat>
0: yeah, you know, and I think you know, I think the obvious sort of uh, explanation is you have two solid fan bases markets and they wanted to maximize the weekend opportunities. And, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, they certainly did. Um, <laughs> it's been, um I guess I feel like it's, you know, watching like a, a, you remember like growing up like miniseries on television and mm-hmm. you have to like wait a week, you know, between
1: episodes. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
0: it's sort of like that. Um, where, you know, you had, you know, it looked like Syracuse was in control. Then Rochester comes back, evens the series, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, this series is, is really heating up now. And then it's like, oh, well, six-day break. You know, and I talked to, you know, Seth Appert about that, you know, the Rochester head coach, and, you know, you know how coaches are. They're just like, well, <clears throat> you deal with what's in front of you and and all that. But, you know, it is certainly a challenge, right? Like, how do you sort of, you know, ramp up that intensity and then keep it up and then sort of have to ramp it back down again. And so it's, uh, that's, yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it's an interesting challenge. Like, it, you know, the NHL is already starting their second round tonight and we're still barely maybe well other than the Rochester Syracuse series, even into, you know, maybe more than two games into the first. I mean, I still consider this the first round and I consider. Yes. Best of three in the playing around. So I guess it's semantics, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long haul here, you know, like the season ended 16 days ago and, uh, you know, we're still sort of creeping along here, but Get I think it. this week, once you start to pair you know, eventually, you know, when this round is up, you'll be down to 18s. So then it starts to really fly by, right? It does. So, um they do tend to make up a lot of ground later, you know, the, the back end of the playoffs. So, uh, but yeah, for right now, it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you look at a team like, um, let's say Hershey or Providence or Calgary, they've only maybe played two games mm-hmm. uh, in the better part of two and a half weeks.
1: Yeah. It's a so long time.
0: It's sort of one of the, you know, there's obviously the upside of, of avoiding the best of three round, but it does come kind of with its own challenge of just how do you keep players
1: engaged. Kind of focused, engaged,
0: yeah. you know, sharp, you know, like and then jump right into a playoff series when you finally do start, right? Right. Like, so that's sort of I think what you're and we'll get into this later, but sort of what you're seeing some of these these top end teams really starting to face here that, you know, it's almost if you if you can get through that best of three round, it's almost kind of like a, a tune up. And you can have a little bit of uh, momentum, a little bit of, you know, game action, you know, kind of under you, and and then take it in that next round. Whereas, you know, a team like, let's say, Providence, you know, they, they they finished their season up on the 16th, and they didn't play again until the 28th. Yeah. That's 12-day long- break where, you're, you know, like... You know, like I talked to Ryan, you know, yeah, and, you know, they brought in a motivational speaker and, you know, they scrimmaged and then they had, you know, the hard practices, they had the light practices. I know the Hershey Bears, they had a golf tournament. You know, so the, the coaches are kind of like pulling different ideas out of their hat, you know, just to sort of keep it fresh. But um, it's not its not easy, right? Like it's, it's definitely kind of the opposite of what the NHL playoffs are like where it's just kind of like go, go, go. Mm-hmm. It's more of a very slow simmer.
1: Well, there's uh, aside from the Syracuse and uh, Rochester series, which, as we said, is tied two-two, so they have a one final game to determine the winner of of that series. Uh, Milwaukee and Manitoba are also tied at one game apiece. Um, we also see. Uh, the Marlies and the Utica Comets are tied at one game apiece. Hershey, probably not too surprising that they're up two nothing on the Charlotte Checkers, so they've got them facing elimination. Uh, the Calgary Wranglers continuing their uh, big push from the regular season. They've got a two nothing lead series lead over the Abbotsford Canucks. Um, but there's two series in particular that I think have caught some people off guard. One is um, we'll start out west. Um, mm-hmm. Calgary has been obviously a, a strong point for the Western Conference all season long, but so has Coachella Valley. And they find themselves uh, down 2-1 to one in the series against the Colorado Eagles. Um, and I don't know that anyone necessarily expected the Eagles to give Coachella Valley this much trouble.
0: No. And Colorado was a solid team all year, but um, you know Coachella Valley finished second over. All right, mm-hmm. they went down to the second to last night of the season with Calgary for first place in the league and you know just missed out by three points. So, you know, the now Coachella is interesting because like they already have been through this the first time with Tucson, right? Like, right, team that was in seventh place. And best perfect example by the best of three is so dicey. <clears throat> Coachella came in, just blew out, blew them out in game one, looks everything looks great. Lo and behold, Tucson comes back in game two and wins the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, now you're playing an elimination game, and, like, you you barely know what hit you. Um, Now, I think to Coachella's credit, that deciding game three of that series, they came out and they just absolutely, you know, they blew Tucson off the ice, like, four goals in the first, like, ten minutes of the game, and that was, you know, that was all she wrote. Like, so, you know, they, they have that, but, you know, like,
1: well, it'll be interesting to see if they do that again for game 4 tomorrow yes. night because their first game in this series against the Colorado Eagles, they blew out Colorado 6 to 2 yep. in that one. Colorado flips it around the very next night and beats them 3 to 2 and then uh this past Sunday, nobody could score. Colorado finally scored the only goal of the game winning 1 to nothing in overtime. Um so there wasn't that immediate snapback by Coachella Valley in game three. So it'll be curious to see now that they are coming and and that was a home game for Coachella Valley as well. Mm-hmm. Um, their first yeah. home game of the series. So it'll be really curious and interesting to see if they can still avoid uh, elimination on Wednesday night and really come out with that kind of big bounce back game that they had uh, against Tucson.
0: First time uh, Coachella was shut out at home. All wow. season. Playoffs or a regular season. So, um, and you know, a potent team offensively now they they obviously they missed uh, Ty Cartier for a little bit. so um and one of the kind of the subplots here is that the in the NHL, the Colorado Seattle series, Seattle won that series, obviously. so that uh, allowed uh, three players to come down for the avalanche uh, to the Colorado Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Hunt, um, Keith Kincaid and Net, and then uh, Ben Myers, who's a real good two- way uh, forward. so. Um, it's, uh, it's all of a sudden now, like, you know, you know, kind of because of what how well your parent team did and they, they, they pulled that series out. Like, you know, and this is just like one of the, the real kind of quirky things about the AHL that, you know, you as the, the as the affiliate, you now, <laughs> your opponent is that much stronger. Like, you know, they got a, a high, high end defenseman captain, you know, in, in Brad Hunt coming back now. So, um. Yeah, there's all these little weird, you know,
1: nuances, nuances and subplots
0: yeah. that, you know, like kind of only in the AHL uh, is kind of what I call it. And um, it's true. Like, just so, you know, it'll be interesting. I think you, you you make a good point. Like, how will will they come and just blow them off the ice tomorrow? Yeah, it could possible. But uh, Colorado's a significant step up from Tucson, I'll say so. Uh, it's going to be a challenge in that regard uh, but so you know if Colorado comes through it won't be it'll be shocking because Coachella is number 2
1: right um, but
0: Colorado is m- maybe one of the you know top 3 best coach teams in the league with Greg Cronin in there he just mm-hmm. you know he's a mastermind with defensive play and the level of detail i mean you talk to him and it's like it's like you're in a phd class on um, on <laughs> the smallest I'm talking like edge work and like, you know, corner play and, and you know, you know, net front play, like, you know, stuff that like <laughs> I mean, you never hear coaches go into that kind of detail and you know, I'm thinking like if he's going in this much detail with, with me as media, like what is he must be going in, you know, with his players, right? Like so um so that's a dangerous team. Like, you know, they're 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 a team that, you know, I think they could if they can get through this series, like I think they could, uh, I'm, uh, now I'm assuming Calgary is going to get through that series. They could give Calgary a real test, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, certainly made, you know, that path for Calgary that much more difficult.
1: Well, speaking of nuances, I think um, I think the NHL teams getting eliminated and sending players back uh, to the AHL to help those left in the Calder Cup playoffs is about to really make the Hartford-Providence series even more interesting than it already is, because Providence was one of the top teams, or if not the top team in the East, all season long. Kind of like echoing the Boston Bruins, uh, Providence really didn't have many hiccups this year. At the other end of the spectrum, Hartford was uh, let's let's not sugarcoat it. They were abysmal this year for a lot of t- a lot of the time until they they managed to to put something together right at the end of the season, uh, squeak in. And they have won the first two games of this series on the road. Mm-hmm. They have beat Providence twice in Providence's barn. And now they come back to Hartford for two games with a 2 nothing lead. And with the Rangers being eliminated and the Boston Bruins being eliminated, both of these teams are going to get reinforcements.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, Hartford is an interesting case. I mean, you're right. For probably the first four and a half months of the season, they struggled really badly. Yes, they did. And they they hadn't been in the playoffs for eight years before this this season. And so New York Rangers management, I mean, they weren't just working on the Patrick Kane trade. <laughs> um, they went out. They made four separate deals for Hartford, specifically Hartford-oriented trades. Yeah. Um, really overhauled that whole team. Um, you know, got kind of a whole new you know crop of leaders coming in um it took them a, a week or so to kind of get their their bearings but once they did they um, came down the stretch uh they've now won 14 of their past 16 games going back to march 18th wow uh they went on a nine and one run because uh, for for the longest time them at bridgeport were kind of neck and neck um uh, you know fighting for that uh, sixth and final playoff spot in the division and that that surge that they had they just you know they pulled away and they ended up you know getting into the playoffs and they get past Springfield, which, you know, that was a team where you know all the St. the St. Louis Blues were done, so that you know they were a fully stocked team, and mm-hmm. they absolutely just destroyed Springfield. Yeah, thirteen to two combined score in the two games. Uh, you know, lit up Joel Hofer, who's one of the top goalies in the league, second team All Star, um, and uh, you know, so you're like, oh, okay, this is interesting, and they did it without, you know, so like. Second to last game of the regular season, the Rangers called up Johnny Brzezinski, who's the captain in Hartford. Louis Demain, who was number one goalie, Uh, Libor Hayek, a real solid defenseman, and uh, uh, Jake Lecision, who had come in and almost been a point-per-game player. He was one of those uh, late additions. um, To go up as, you know, so he went, the the four of them went up as extras uh, with the Rangers. Um, Lo and behold, the, the Wolfpack keep winning. You know, that game <laughs> one you mentioned in Providence, 14 shots against the entire team. D- Dylan Grand, rookie goalie, um, ha- got the shutout. I mean, his his goals against right now is 0. 0.75. Um, so they've only uh, they've only allowed um, three goals in four games um, so far. And now that 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 those four players are coming back, um, so you're getting your captain. You know, who's you know point per game player so you're getting two point per game players uh the guy that was the number one goalie but now probably is gonna have to like wait you know until dylan garan at least slows down a little bit and then a top defenseman mm-hmm. um, meanwhile providence you know regular season eastern conference champion um their season now is, is is on the ropes they have to go win three in a row now which you know hartford even even when hartford struggled a little bit they somewhat had Providence's number. So uh, it's not looking really good right now for the uh, Providence Bruins. Now they are getting Jacob Laco back um, from Boston, so that's a useful addition. But uh, certainly not compared to anything that the the Rangers sent to Hartford. So, um, if Providence goes out like that, completely changes the whole complexion of the Eastern playoff field. Absolutely, that opens a hole for Hershey now to like drive a truck through. Right. Uh, you know. Now they will if they you know they have to play Hartford. That will be a obviously a good test, but, uh, I'm not sold on anyone in the North division at this point. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, Hershey, you know, if, assuming they get past Charlotte, because um, they only finished one point behind Providence, uh, and Providence really had their number this year. So, um, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of the bears, you know, of course, nobody around the bears would ever say this, but it's kind of their, uh, you know, playoffs now to lose in the East because, you know, it's to the
1: Hartford back here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, uh, as we watch the rest of this division semifinal series uh, calendar kind of wind down throughout the rest of this week, uh, there will definitely be uh, some fascinating storylines to watch. And I can't wait till we meet again next Tuesday to see what has happened with, especially some of these kind of tight uh, races. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really, some really fun hockey for sure. Absolutely. All right. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, We are going to hear a new incentive from our sponsors over at DraftKings and our friends over at Raycon are back with a brand new incentive and some new features just for the Press Zone listeners, along with a special uh, code uh, for you if you would like to make a purchase of some raycon earbuds so we're going to hear from both of them when we come back on the other side patrick is still going to be with me here in the studio and we're going to talk a little bit about uh how the new jersey devils organization is starting to really uh shape up in the goaltending department you don't want to miss that stay with us we are uh we'll be back in just a moment and you are listening to the press Home podcast right here on rocket sports radio Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Think you know who's going to win between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers? Or maybe you're feeling a certain way about how Vegas or Seattle is going to do. Whatever your choice is, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and make your bets before round two begins. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN new customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467369 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS 21 and over in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for offer details see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources Let's face it, with coffee starting at five bucks, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on? Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Now, why would you want to spend a little bit less on earbuds? Well, because let's face it, getting good quality earbuds or headphones can sometimes really break the bank. And to find a product that has premium quality audio with tons of features, at a really reasonable price is kind of one of those leprechauns that you want to take advantage of. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options, and right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks, and they offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews and I have to say I'm one of them. I am a Raycon user. I have a pair of the Everyday Earbuds and they're just phenomenal. They are so comfortable. There are Lots of different custom gel tips, so you get a perfect, really comfortable in-ear fit. Uh, really good um, noise isolation. There's an awareness mode, so you can let some, some outside noise seep in if you wanna be aware of what's going on around you. Customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, you name it, these earbuds have it. So, what to do now? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. buyraycon.com slash THPN. And welcome back once again to the Press Home podcast, episode 304, right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by uh, my regular guest each and every week, uh, right here for the AHL Hot Stove, Mr. Patrick Williams. He's here as well. Uh, if you are not following Patrick on Twitter already, be sure to do so at AHL. You can find me at Rule And be Be sure you're following the ahl report which is at the ahl report also when it comes to this podcast be sure you are subscribed uh leave us a review if you're listening to us on itunes or spotify Uh, and uh, while you're at it tap that share button and share this episode on your favorite uh, excuse me your favorite social media platform and uh, let your friends and other hockey fans know that you enjoy listening to the press on podcast. Um, Patrick, you know it's we talk all the time about how important development is at the AHL level, how that really is a core mission of the AHL and every AHL team. And while teams, yes, want to be successful, they want to put on a good show for their fans, they want to pack their buildings, they'd love to go on a long playoff run, Uh, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, development is the key. We know that goaltending is one of the most difficult positions to develop, and the New Jersey Devils find themselves, interestingly, in a in a spot where it seems like they are starting to shape up with some good young goaltending depth. Uh, Akira Schmid has put on a bit of a show uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, helping the New Jersey Devils advance past the New York Rangers to make it to round two. Um, and. At the same time, Nico Dawes is uh, backstopping the Utica Comets and has become a really solid piece of the puzzle uh, in that crease down in the AHL. Uh, the two of them together, uh, developing and looking like they could become a, a pretty strong component for the New Jersey Devils uh, a few years down the line from now.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, I think even even those of us in the AHL, like I don't think any of us had a cure speed. Coming in and being one of the top stories of the Stanley Cup playoffs, <laughs> probably not. Uh, I mean, so he's a fifth round pick. He's only 22, and certainly by no means has he lit up the AHL
1: um, in no. either of
0: his two seasons. I mean, no, he had a good, solid rookie season for sure last year. That was the Utica team that won 13 in a row, league record to start the year, and ended up finishing first in the East, and then actually went out, you know, very fast in the playoffs. and you know, this year he was he was okay in Utica, but mm-hmm. certainly not what, you know, you would think, okay, this guy's definitely going to come up and light things up in the NHL. And then, but he did, right? And then, yeah, you know, real strong finish in the NHL. Um, uh, playoff start, Vitek Vanacek, another AHL graduate. Um, struggles a bit in the first two games. Schmid comes in, takes over, and now he's pushed the... The Devils passed uh, the Rangers into that second round, so it just goes to show you, like, like you you know, you can never, you think you have a a feel for things with development, and then a you know, huge curveball comes right at you, right? And you 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 know, it's just it doesn't always follow a logical, you know, pattern or or plot or anything. So um, he may be one of those rare players that is actually better in the NHL than in the AHL. Some players, especially I think goalies, that way it really works for them because the NHL is obviously it's a more structured game, it's a more composed game. Whereas you know the AHL can be a little scrambly. You have got you know young players, you got guys uh, you know who haven't played together a lot necessarily. So there's a little bit of that uh, um, running around a little bit and just a little bit less polished play. And, and some goalies struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yet they go up top and because it is that much more composed that it sort of just fits their game better and he may be one of those um players that fits into that that mold so that's um that's an interesting um little kind of subplot again um with with his game but uh no i I don't think anybody had kirish meet of all the goalies in the AHL that you thought okay maybe this guy will you know if you had told me like a Dustin Wolf or somebody like that was going to come up and kind of be the star yeah, down the stretch, like obviously Calgary didn't make the playoffs, but like if they had, you know, if, if Wolf had come up and helped the flames in the playoffs, okay. That would sort of follow logic, but you know, Schmid was, he was okay, but he certainly wasn't, like I said, lights out at this level. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird sport and this is a weird league. And, um, just when you think yeah, yeah, you have a feel for things, it, like I said, it's, it could be a complete curveball.
1: It really can. And, you know, Nico Dawes, you know, there was a while that Utica was missing Nico Dawes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for him to finally come back, he seems to have really settled in and and really become a, a core piece for Utica, feeling comfortable with who they've got behind them.
0: Yeah, and I think now he's the undisputed number one, right? So that's good for him, too, like him and Schmidt for a while. It was always trying kind one of A one B and you know, it was interesting just because, you know, last year, yeah, you, you they went with two rookie goalies, um, and uh, and it was actually Dawes that went up and kind of had some time up in the, in the NHL. So you know, it's I think most people would have had Dawes ahead of Schmeid on the depth chart. Uh, coming into this season, and now it's Dawes that's in the AHL, but now I think it's good for him, like, there's no sort of, no one kind of looking over your shoulder, nobody nobody there, it's just, it's your net now they're going to kind of ride or die with uh, him in the playoffs Um, obviously you know, we talked about them getting past Laval, Um, They then they went in Toronto and just, I mean they they just lost game one, it was kind of a sloppy game, but they came in in game two and just absolutely um, hammered Toronto, so, yeah you know, I think things are looking pretty good for the Uniford Comets right now, and they um, can close out that series this week. and uh, that would certainly um, put them into another series either against uh, Syracuse or Rochester, two teams I think they could certainly handle. and mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe the way this all unfolds is that the Uniford Comets end up kind of being the uh, the surprise team this year. Rather than the team last year that everybody expected to go far and then they didn't. <laughs> and they, then
1: they, they didn't. Out, you know? <laughs>
0: so, you know, it's again, you know, this is a weird sport and this is a a really weird league. And that's right. You know, well, like, you know, like I said, like the, the logic and sort of, you know, the way you would think things would unfold, you know, they, they just don't. And this is why I don't make uh, playoff
1: predictions. Predictions, that's right.
0: <laughs> because. Nobody could have any of this stuff on their card.
1: Absolutely know, like, you know, so. not. Absolutely so, not. It's a, it's a fool's errand. Well, it's uh it's really going to be, you know, it's it's this is yet just another reason why it's it's fun and interesting and important for people to follow top prospects who are playing in the AHL because they are going to then many of them become the big story and the big headline in the, in the NHL sometimes when you least expect it. And uh, Kira Schmid has, has done that so far in the playoffs. We'll see how he does with the New Jersey Devils in the second round. Uh, and we'll see how Nico Dawes and the Utica Comets do as they take on uh, the Toronto Marlies and continue that series as well. Patrick, uh always great to have you on. Always great to have all of your insight from all of your conversations and observations uh that go on around the league. So thank you so much for being here with us again this week.
0: Absolutely my pleasure.
1: And uh that is gonna take care of things for the Press Zone episode number three oh four for this week. We're so glad that you were here with us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast, and of course, Don't forget to come back here again next Tuesday for another exciting edition of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.